0: The Longbox Crusade presents GI Joe Chronicles: The Devil's Due Years.
1: Hello and welcome to GI Joe Chronicles: The Devil's Due Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codenamed DJ Cristatos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Gerald Aldbrick, codenamed Death Probe.
0: At ease, DJ Cristatos. It's all those green shirts tuning in for the podcast. I want to welcome everybody back to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some of that post-2000 G.I. Joe sweetness with us as we chronicle our way through the Devil's Dew run we've got a bit of a landmark moment here we've hit issue 20 we are so 20 episodes in 20 issues in not too shabby but hey before we get to that let's get to some other stuff for example on this episode of gi joe chronicles dj christos and i are going to rotate in our special ops guest for the show for this episode it is our bravo team commander host of Actually, nothing else on the network, but podcast <laughs> You don't actually leave
1: a show about right? uh, Well, he, he hosts the uh Weasel Skull Fireside Chats with Weasel
2: Skull. Oh, yeah, the wild weasel. Yeah, that's right. yeah wild it has wild the network. Yep. And
0: of course, you know him, you love him. It is my brother Jason Albrick, the Weasel Skull. Bravo team commander. Welcome back to the show.
2: Sir, yes, sir. I'm just here to stand in. Previous guests hadn't accident <laughs> again we keep losing guys. I, like yeah, I don't know yeah somehow then i'm always ready to step in it's uh it's weird how <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: it is weird because when all you when you call him he picks up on like the end of the first ring like the first ring's not even yeah. done and he's like yeah. he's like yeah
0: hello this is bravo team lead <laughs> ready to go ready to go bags are packed sir oh well we're glad to have you back you are a fan favorite and i know having grown up with you literally my entire life that you love some G.I. Joe. Now you've been in the back a few times. I think we asked you who your favorite Joes were. I think we asked you who your favorite Cobras were. I think we asked you what your favorite vehicle was. Yeah. So are you ready for your Joe question? All right, hit me. All right. I want to know the top three G.I. Joe covers that come to mind. can be any run, can be Marvel, can be Devil's Do, any three covers. Go.
2: The first one that comes to mind, we were just talking about a little bit ago, was the silent interlude issue, which I believe was issue 21. I'm of, correct. Mm-hmm. You know, snake eyes hanging of the building, rappelling down, firing his Uzi, taking fire. That's iconic. I really love that one. Second one, I think I'd have to go with issue one. That's another iconic mm-hmm. cover. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Can't go wrong.
2: That's what grabbed me into the world of GI Joe from the get-go. You got the mobat center stage and all the Joes kind of jumping off there, blasting away and doing their thing. It just looks really cool. The first like and
0: last true moment for grunt.
2: <laughs> I believe
0: I believe he's jumping the highest in the middle. You're like, "Man, this is a grunt's moment, but I'm pretty sure he like busted his knee upon landing
2: and was never heard from again." <laughs> And I I apologize, I don't remember the issue number, but there's a part in the series where the Joes are attacking Cobra Island. And this is one of my favorite story arcs in the the Marvel run. During all this, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow have to team up to get Mm -hmm. off of the island. Mm -hmm. And they just lay waste to some fools. And the cover of it, has them both standing there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. side by mm-hmm. side swords in hand and i'm yep. just like that one it's on mm-hmm. I was, uh, That was that was one it's like whoop, just off the rack right into the
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah into my I, I was pretty sure that was a, a zek cover probably maybe pertinent to this evening whose was it Bike Bike Pencils, pencils, We're always with a remix of Mike Zack, which is probably going to happen a few times tonight. I want to add one in that I'm sure Jason forgot. I know he wants it as an honorable mention. Stalker and
2: the general. As soon as you said it, I was like, Stalker
0: and the Red Guard. Colonel, I believe we're back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rattling off gunfire. Yep. As soon as you said it, October Guard, I should say October Guard. Anyways, okay. So those are Jason's favorite covers, and I think those are great choices. Yeah, great choices, no doubt. All right. So with those covers in the books, let's go to DJ Christados for our intelligence report.
1: All right. For this mission, we will be covering GI Joe number twenty from Image. It's got a cover date of July 2003, but its on-sale date was August 13th, mm. 2003.
0: Now, I will say this, because I gave them crap last episode for slipping the dates, because they are still behind, but they did, I, I look at the details, they did gain ground by about a week. Oh. So they're gaining background on this one. To get to So, back, you know. We'll cut some slack, yeah. yeah. Back on schedule. We'll cut some slack to our boy Josh Blaylock. He's trying as hard as he can. hmm Editor is Scott Worley.
1: The writer is Josh Blaylock. Penciler is Brandon Bado. Inker is Andrew Papoy. Colorist is Hi-Fi Color Design. And letters go to Dreamer Designs. And who did the odd- cover? Oh, let me tell you who did the color. Jared, I well, I'm glad you asked. Because this cover is by... cover art goes to Mike Zek. Everybody
0: scream!
1: The Zek the Zack, The Zec is on fire!
2: He's back! We don't let this mother
0: effer burn! And with that, who did the back cover? <laughs> on the back cover is David
1: Michael Beck.
0: Well, we love you too, Michael Beck. Back we back
1: don't back back back
0: back. It's a zack back to back cover. Zek and the Beck. Man, oh man. Who's on the back? Oh, it was Billy
2: on this one. Pretty good. Billy on little, the one. Yeah. Rendering to Billy. Yeah. It looks like Billy was in the pandemic, judging by that hair, man. He hasn't been to Farmer in a minute.
1: <laughs> and you know, I like that because it plays well into the story. Absolutely. Yes. So if you didn't really look at the back, which I didn't until the end, I'm like, oh. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool.
0: Yep. Got to see some Billy action, which I'm sure we will get to. Some people like to see Billy as part of the Joe squad. Some people are more like, Billy, don't be a hero. Uh-huh. These old timey song lyrics do anything mm-hmm. for you? Yeah. Okay. They are. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. You know. But I got I got Michael back. You know,
1: he's got two turntables and a microphone. That's where it's at. All right. Well, speaking about where it's at, let's go ahead and talk about this cover, and I will let Death Probe take us through the cover description.
2: Take cover!
0: The image I is highlighted in white as it blends in with its orange background, and the cover price is $2.95. The main action is by Mike Zack <laughs> And its high-energy, John Woo-influenced image of Storm Shadow and Cobra Commander fighting side-by-side. Side. Storm Shadow is wielding a katana and a ninjato. Yeah, I looked up to find out what that short sword was called. <laughs> While the commander is rocking dual revolvers. Note, this is part one of a two-part cover, and you will get to see the second half on issue 21, unless you picked up the alternate cover for 21, but we'll talk about that when we get there next Episode.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Jared, coming back and talking about the second (laughs) half of the cover. We'll see. Depends on whether Bravo team's
1: out on a mission or not. You make sure that phone is charged and ready (laughs) because you never know when that call's going to come. Got it right here. Right here. All right. Thanks a lot, Death Pro, for that excellent cover description. So, let's find out what you guys think of the cover, and we will start with our guest, Mr. Bravo Team Leader himself, Wild Weasel, the Weasel Skull.
2: Well, Mr. Bravo Team Leader feels like he was really lucky to get this cover. This is some eye candy right here. Number one, you have two super cool villains that just dominate the cover. You got Storm Shadow in the action pose, and then you got... Cobra Commander there with the two Colt Pythons saying, make fun of how I talk again, you son of a (laughs) bitch. He's he's not taking any crap. He looks really tough in this picture. I like the shrapnel that's exploding around there. The colors really pop. Yeah, you can expect a high grade from me uh, as far as the cover goes here.
0: Very good. Jared, your thoughts on the cover? Same as Jason. It's just so wonderful to see Mike Zeck back on a G.I. Joe cover. Great poses, great motion, great movement. It's just great. Colors are great. Everything's great. If I could add just one thing to it, it would be to have Beatty inking it. Because, mm. you know, the Beatty-Zek combo is something special. But Sneak Preview folks, they will be working together next issue. So that will be fun to see them reunited. But, yeah, I, everything Jason said, plus just so excited to have Zek back. And I'm just passing it to you, Pat.
1: Well, I agree with you guys so much. On this as well too. It is such a eye-catching cover. I like the fading of the yellow to the orange
2: mm-hmm, that goes right, across right. there.
1: Just makes everything else pop up. The shrapnel going on and just Cobra Commander with two pistols in his hand.
0: How cool is that? I'm just glad that Jason remembered that they're called Colt Pythons, which is still snake-themed, which makes it even oh, better. Oh, so I didn't. Yeah. Know that. I had forgotten they were called Pythons until he's. I want to say it's the same. Pistol that Rick uses in The Walking Dead.
2: Yeah, that's the Rick Grimes special right there.
1: Oh, cool! I did not know that. Someone's been doing their
2: firearms training from Action Field go. Face Off. <laughs> hey man, don't go in that in that bear cage unarmed. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I like how these these two guys are like they're padded up too, you know, with their newer costumes and they got pads on. And the only thing is, like with Storm Shadow, he's got those cobra knees.
2: I want those cobra Paddy.
1: knee pads. You think they would get in the way like when you're walking or something?
2: I don't know. He's a I ninja. Thinking, Doesn't he want to be a little more... I was laying some floor tile not too long ago. Yeah. And, uh, well, know, would be, yeah. yeah, I had knee pads on, but I did not have cobra knee pads on, and mm-hmm. that would have made all the difference. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: they might be a little inconvenient for combat,
0: but it's totally worth it if you're like a ninja crawling through vent ducts. Oh, they would be right, a, sure. handy, or if you're sort of a Tony Jaw style combat guy, where your first move
2: is a six foot in the air flying knee to the face. Mad <laughs> respect, Tony Jaw. We'll be seeing you on action film face off. Oh, heck yes.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think there's very much more to say about this amazing looking cover. I'm sure we are all very excited for it. So why don't we just skip right to it? Figure out how we're going to rate this. And we're going to do it in a scale of 1 to 10 flag points. 1 meaning you didn't like it at all. And 10 meaning it's perfect and you should make a recruiting poster out of it. So, Jason, is it a recruiting poster for Cobra?
2: Absolutely, it's a recruiting poster for Cobra. If I saw this and it said, join us, I'd be like, that leader is badass. And we got this guy on our side, sign me up. I'm in. I'm in all day. (laughs) And I want my issued knee pads.
1: (laughs) 10 for me. 10, you want ten of uh, ten knee pads, or are you giving it a
0: ten?
2: I'm giving a ten, straight up ten. Yo, Joe!
0: Straight up ten Cobra knee pads. He's uh, he's using flag points, and that's like to get his knee pads like five Rams to mm. get ten
2: more flag
0: points. <laughs> 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 that's
2: right. <laughs> I tried to trade a couple of my Rams for some knee pads, and they're like, no, no, no. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> th- that trade ratio just isn't right. Need to
2: sweeten that now. deal with a vamp in there. Throw mm. that in there.
1: Maybe a Quicksilver or something like that. Jared, 1 to 10.
0: Let's keep the 10 train rolling. Yo, Joe! Um, I intend to uh, give 10s to any cover from this Devil's Do run that really stands out in my mind. And bingo, Bango, bongo, this is a 10. I like tipping my cards a little bit here. I like this half of the cover better than the other half of the cover, artistically. We'll get to that next month. It's still great. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But I like this one just a little more. So well, I
2: might debate you next next month when we talk about it again, Jared. If you're here, man.
0: <laughs> you never know. Uh, what about you, Pat? Are you going to join us and, and everybody get up now? I don't know. Maybe we need a new song for all 10s if you're going to do it. Well, I will be
1: joining you for the 10 crowd here. So it's a 10 definitely for me
0: as well, too. Yo, Joe! But I, I don't know what we can do. I could play the theme song from that Bo Derek movie, 10, I guess. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's the only thing I could think of, too, the Pearl Jam album.
0: (laughs) It's definitely a yo-jo.
1: So, very cool, very cool. I'm sure I would like to know, if somebody doesn't like it that much, what somebody else is going to rate this one. So if you're listening, respond to us in the chat.
2: Let us mock you for not liking this guy for the (laughs) 10. What if Mike Zek comes back and says, eh, not my best work. I'd give it an eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess we couldn't argue with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to factor in, too.
0: Like, like I alluded to during my cover rating, we hadn't seen a Zek G.I. Joe cover in... what a while. A
2: while. Little... Like maybe 15 years?
0: Mm-hmm. Something like that. So what a welcome return.
2: And I'll say, you know, the covers overall from this series is, have been a strong suit. There hasn't been, like, really weak covers And there are several memorable ones here, but, you know, when you you gave me the call and said, hey, you got to read 20, when I pulled it out, like, I knew right away. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So I pulled it out of the book. Good. My day has come.
1: Paid off. There you go. All that training you have done to get this far. All right. Well, with the cover description and thoughts and ratings out of the way, let's go ahead and get back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in
0: our mission brief. Thank you, Christados. On G.I. Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit. I'm going to have DJ Christados pull that randomizer lever to determine the synopsis point of view. Will I tell it from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view? Only Cristados will know for sure once he pulls that lever. <laughs> Cobra. All right, Cobra it is.
2: Cobra,
0: <laughs> Well, it looks like our number one Ninja Storm Shadow is breaking his mental programming again. And the timing couldn't be worse, as we're trying to work out some legal issues with Zartan and his dreadnoughts. But we know where to find Tommy, so we weren't surprised to find him in his old arcade hideout. But we were surprised to find Snake Eyes had arrived at the arcade as well, with his protege Kamakura and Cobra Commander's son, Billy. And even more surprising, Cobra Commander shot Billy in cold blood. Also, we heard that Scarlet is breaking up with Snake Eyes, again, because she doesn't like being wrapped up in ninja stuff, as if she hasn't been wrapped up in ninja stuff since the day she met Snake Eyes. (laughs) But anyways, that's what's going on from the Cobra point of view. And with that, let's get to our highs and lows of the story.
2: We will start with our round one with the Weasel Skull. But I can change him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where to start with this one? Number one, I guess we'll just start right at the beginning. I thought it was so cool to just see Storm Shadow break out of the mind control and taking out those dreadnoughts with his throwing knives. That was just the cherry on, on top of the Sunday. You know that this is setting the tone for it's a race. Who's going to get to him first? Are, is Cobra going to be able to get to him and reprogram him and have their pet ninja back in the cage? Or are the Joes going to get to him and Storm Shadow gets free will? Right out of the get-go, right from page one, I'm hooked into the story. It set the line and it never let me go. So hats off to to a great opener.
0: I agree. Great opener right from the get-go. Lights the fuse and it never really stops. DJ Cristados, round one. Well, I'm going to continue on with some of the
1: story here, but I'll take it on the Snake Eyes side of it with him, Kamakura, Scarlet, and Billy, who definitely shows up in a little bit as well, too. Just getting that crew together, seeing them kind of hang out. A little fun that Snake Eyes was having with Kamakura in the battling that he was trying to teach him and making him do all these you know silly things, I guess, like keeping his face mask on and all that. <laughs> I thought was really cool. And you get to see the cabin again, kind of redone. Right, which was really cool to see. And you get to see all the little dogs in that.
0: Yeah, that's what They're I was going to add to your comment. Like Scarlet playing with the Timber's puppies is like the most adorable thing ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is Timber around anymore? Because they
0: have the new dog. Junkyard. No. Uh,
2: no, it wasn't Junkyard. It was, no, no, in a,
0: in a previous issue that we read. It was. It was yeah, 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 there was a new there dog. There was a new Junkyard. Of,
1: there was a new junkyard. Yeah. So I would. Dojo. That's the name of the. the yeah. Dog. I was thinking they called the dog Dojo.
0: Oh, okay. No. So what I was referencing was an earlier issue where oh, we did sure. have a new junkyard. So I guess it is time for a would... new timber. I like to think that this is still the lineage of timber, though. So yeah. Like yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Grand was... puppies or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Timbers, Timbers, dogs, puppies, and that. So
0: I thought it was really cool to see that. How about you? Well, I tell you, Scarlet was looking quite lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Snake Eyes not like, Kamakura, you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this cabin is suddenly too small. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, I agree. I was really pleased that we've got sort of the new trainee and the old trainee and the master together, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, and Billy. Really a cool trio of people. You know, the perfect trio, really, to go on a rescue mission for Storm Shadow. Uh, to flip that on its ear, though, and to revisit the whole Scarlet thing, even though she was drawn very lovely, I know they need to add in that the whole "Will they, won't they?" Scarlet Snake Eyes thing has been forever. And so, I know that Blaylock really wanted to play with that, but it's just like, how many times are we? Gonna, can they not just be happy yeah. for like twenty issues or something in a row? Because they started out this series twenty issues ago on the outs. Yep. Slowly got back to the ends. Had that wonderful moment. And the last issue, a wonderful romantic moment. And then the very next issue, it's back on the rocks again. I was like, man, can we not have just been happy for a little while?
2: I was going to ask you about that because, yeah, when I last checked in with you guys, Snake Eyes and Scarlet were on the outs. So I was like, oh, did they get married? Because it looks like she took off a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have they been together? And why is she surprised that there's some more ninja drama stuff going on? just can't handle the ninja drama from my ninja husband yeah. and his ninja brother. He was this just ninja practicing friend. ninja
1: stuff outside, and I was watching him.
0: There's so much ninja stuff going on.
1: And then I told this other ninja guy that he thought he could take me, but I said, I'm more ninja than your ninja.
2: I'm more ninja you'll ever be. Seems like she's suddenly single. I'm suddenly single. You know. The only problem is she's a fictional character. <laughs> so is true love, apparently. <laughs> With that
0: depressing note, let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on. I did like that part, though, where Kamakura was talking crap. and He's like, if you're next. And she's like, well, we'll have to see about that. Like, she's not afraid of anybody. Yeah. Remember, she was the Joe's hand-to-hand combat instructor for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I love that. I love, But, I, yeah, the whole breaking up just as soon as they, like, refell in love last issue. Come on, man. Yeah. Give me more than one. Anyway, I've taken up a lot of time. Let's go back to the Order with the Weasel Skull. Bravo, team
2: leader. Hi, lower. What the? Well, I love the Cobra Commander leading the invasion on Storm Shadow's hideout with his Crimson Guard. Number one, it just looked cool as hell, like, Mm. those two panels agree with that oh man i was i was drooling i would hang particularly that last panel after he shot after he shoots billy that would uh, definitely be hanging up on my wall i want to
0: jump in real quick just my other favorite panel is when he first gets there look at the cock of
2: the walkway he's walking down those stairs Uh, Mm i know yeah this is what i'm talking about because it's sometimes you just think of cobra commander as kind of the spineless type of character but here he's like, nah I'm
1: gonna go. No, uh, back. this whole s-
0: series of this version is he is cold
2: mm-hmm.
1: blooded.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, he's got uh, what the Greeks call phrasos. Guts. Guts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we pointed that out, I think, in the episode Delvin Cox was on. He showed up to personally interrogate those Joes and was like smacking them around like he's he's not messing around in this in this story arc. It's definitely not the cover commander from the cartoon.
2: I'll just wrap it up by saying it ends like it began, it draws me in. I'm desperate to know, are they going to be able to rescue Storm Shadow in time? How much is Storm Shadow regressing now that they've got that portable mind device on his head? And then, of course, shooting Billy. Like, uh-huh. that's kind of a shocker. I wasn't expecting that. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's like, oh, nobody's going to shoot my son. Boom, except me. <laughs> I was like, holy cow.
0: Yeah, I've this before back in 2003, and I'd forgotten that. So when I hit it this time, I was like, oh, man, Uh (laughs) that's for not taking all the garbage.
2: (laughs) You know, this is that type of comic that's got 40 pages of ads in the back. And I'm like going through like, oh, there's got to be one more page. There's got to be one more page. (laughs) Does he live? Does does Storm Shadow make it? I don't know. And that we got to see next issue. I'll be here to talk about it with you, fellas.
0: (laughs) We'll see about that. All right, Pat, your second round, high, lower, what what are you going with?
1: I was going to mention Cobra Commander, too, and just how cold-blooded he was in this. You didn't see it coming. You just figured, oh, well, he wants to do some controlling and all that and go from there. But, man, it just like Jason said, just the guy is just so cold-blooded. The other thing I liked was seeing the business side of it, where they're all around in the nice office area, just kind mm-hmm. of casually talking about business. He's working his business aspect with Zartan and trying to get the dreadnoks. Out of jail, and then they were going to uh, work on another thing with the twins. And but then Thrasher comes in and says, "Oh, Storm Shadow's gone now. We got to go find him." Yada yada yada, and that began that whole thing. So I really like that part of it too. We got some character moments there as well too. But one thing that I really liked is the art in this. Yep,
0: yep. Man. Start strong, finish strong, strong all the way through. And
1: there's a lot of panels in it, but it this thing reads really quick. Which is all right, because it kept that pace up of what was happening in this. Because it's, like Jason said in the beginning, it's a kind of a time-sensitive kind of a thing. Who's going to get there first, Cobra or the Joes?
0: Good question, and that will lead nicely into my final round here of high and lows. Well, it was really cool to see the dragonfly again, and to know that Snake Eyes has one laying around in his backyard. And not only that, though, they use it to make better time to fly over there, but they even include the detail of him disabling it. Because they're like, well, we don't want anybody stealing a dang dragonfly now, do we? And speaking of good details, and I'm kind of pulling a pat here and taking two things, but yeah, that's what I do. I really liked the detail of storytelling where Tommy's getting harassed by the street thugs. I mean, he's in no position to go up against them, but what saves him is the motorcycle. They're like, oh, crap, this is a dreadnought bike. You know, and that's like gang rules. Like, no, you, we're in, we're in too deep. We're in too deep. Yeah, back up, back those guys up. back up. They're like, oh, sorry, sir, we didn't know who you were. <laughs> yeah, they totally did. They were basically like, he actually said, no disrespect, we're, we're sorry to trouble you, sir. They were about to basically steal his bike and probably beat him up, but that Zartan bike actually saved him. It, yeah. But that
1: plays well into the story that Josh has been kind of weaving here with the Dreadnoughts. You know, this is what so many years from the Marvel run. That uh, even in the beginning, they kind of started explaining that Zartan had taken over and gotten this, his group, bigger gang group going mm-hmm. on and all that. So, yeah. you know,
0: very war-worldly known. Then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did expand, definitely. Good point.
2: Good point. Good thread there from Josh from all the way back to issue one, I think, <laughs> from this arc. I'm glad that Pat brought up the board meeting, though, because I even, I agree. I thought that was fascinating. It kind of reminded me of one of those Spectre meetings, you know, from yeah. the James Bond movies.
1: They're all around, you know, someone's drinking some, there's a little water over there that they can drink, and when they're parched from arguing at all, and, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. One other thing that I didn't know if you saw, Jarrett, in the panel where Storm Shadow breaks down the door to the arcade... Did you happen to catch a poster on the wall? Not the calendar. Oh, so the I saw the yeah. away from the Okay,
0: so you're referencing there's two video game pop culture things in this room. One, a Resident Evil poster on the wall there behind the door. Yep. And there's a figurine of Ryu on the desk.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought Which, that was pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool since he's going to an arcade. That totally makes sense. And I like this snap that the gangsters put on. him saying he if he was dressing up to do a Mortal Kombat birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> All very timely video game references in here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've kind of rolled into the, your Pat's burning highs and lows round. So, you got anything else to unload? I really love the colors in
1: these issues, I think they really make things pop, especially for an action
2: comic. It's interesting, too, because they break up the color schemes all throughout the book. So each scene kind of has its own base color, which makes it visually very interesting as you read through the issue.
0: And I'll give props to the coloring team as well, because they've been the only them and the letterers have been the only consistent part of the art team since issue one. Yeah. And they've had a lot of different pencilers and inkers come and go. Some books had multiple pencilers and multiple inkers on it. But like you said, Pat, the color is so good. It's almost the glue that makes it feel standardized throughout the mm-hmm. entire run. So, yeah. yep. And the letters, too. You know, yep. lettering is a forgotten piece of the art sometimes. People don't give enough credit to letters, but it's not easy work. And they've done wonderfully from issue one all the way till now. Mm-hmm. Jason, hey, you want to fill in uh, any burning highs and lows? You get all your notes out? We've covered everything that was on my list. How about, you know
1: what? I've always liked that Thrasher's Mobile I wish I had that as a toy.
0: What was his vehicle? You got me wondering now. It was this like an armored car. It's like the Thunder something, maybe. Yeah, it's in this book, too. It's driving me nuts that I can't remember what it's called. But yes, it's it's really armor-plated, which works well against you, uh, uh, an enemy until someone uh, reaches in and grabs your face and, <laughs> and smashes,
2: smashes it against the armor-plated. <laughs> against the armor plating, which Kamakura did. <laughs> That was pretty cool. I guess okay, maybe <laughs> I did have one more thing. That was
1: a good- <laughs> <laughs> thunder machine.
2: Thunder machine. I knew the word thunder was in there somewhere. Thank you, Pat.
0: Thunder. Na na na
2: na I think it's a cool. Na 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 thunder.
0: Machine. Yeah, you thunder know, they park it right inside of a thunder dome. But I'm trying to get beyond. I don't know, yeah. The thunder dome. Du- you know what? Let's right. All right. Well, that was good discussion. <laughs> with that wait 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 the other thing is I like how
1: they had the little playstation mind machine mm. that you know it's the mind machine to go
0: to go you you play play portable one yep. size mind yep. machine take that around
1: with you and used here. to
0: take up like two big closet size racks <laughs> you know back <laughs> over commander's headquarters
1: yep and they were all like strapped to it oh, you know now it's just this little helmet you put on their heads and yeah. hook it up to a sony walkman
2: it's all <laughs> miniaturization Okay, with that,
0: gonna bring us to the end of the discussion of this particularly good issue. But how good is it? Well, we'll hand it back to DJ Cristados for the IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue.
1: And for those of you who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue story on the same one to ten flag points scale we used earlier. So, Jason, one to ten flag points.
2: I think overall, I'm going to give it a nine. The only thing that's keeping it from a 10 for me is the Scarlet drama. Don't need it. Let's put that on the shelf and stay focused on the the heart and soul of this, of this particular story. And that's Storm Shadow. Can he break that mind control? Can Snake Eyes finally rescue his brother? These are things that we need to know. Will Scarlet, Billy survive? Will Billy survive? Good point. Yeah. Scarlet can keep walking around in that tight shirt and the short shorts. That's fine, but <laughs> <laughs> don't need the drama.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Jared, one to ten flight points.
0: I'm going to have to agree with my brother on all counts, <laughs> by <laughs> the way. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go lockstep with Jason. This is a nine, like Joe November was here, like 9.5. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is super strong. And if we didn't have the Scarlet drama, I mean, I get that you need drama in the book. OK, I get it. And that's a thread to weave. But to me, it was too soon to weave it. They just got back together. They just had a super romantic moment in the last issue. We were not given an ounce of enjoyment out of that. And then her reasoning is because too much ninja stuff is happening is ridiculous.
2: Plus, and, I mean, they're training a ninja there and she seemed OK with that. At the time. <laughs> I, so I just was like, I don't understand what your issue is here.
0: I see what Josh is doing. I respect what he's doing. He's a friend of the show. Yeah. Love them to death. I just think this was bad timing for that. And with that, I'll give it back to you, Pat.
1: I agree with you guys as well, too, on everything you've said, too. So I'm just going to throw in my nine. High nine. Definitely a high nine. on mm-hmm. this. Um, If I go higher, I would. But I think there is something that's holding me back. And I think it's the Scarlet thing as well, too. It's just She could have just said, OK, you know, I understand. You need to go do what you got to do.
0: The Scarlet I know from
2: days of yore would have suited up and gone yeah. with
1: him true who knows maybe she'll come and save him though good point
2: point. and again i mean as somebody that's kind of coming in just stepping onto this book it just didn't feel natural because it seemed like at the beginning of the issue they were fine they were kind of joking around having those moments and then all of a sudden she went from 60 to zero like that it to me it just felt forced and just not necessary
1: All right, well, now it's time to award this episode's Silver Star Medal or Silver Snake for snaky sneakiness. So many to choose from this time. (laughs) Yes. For gallantry or sneaky sneakiness in action. This is where each of us get to award the character in this issue who went above and beyond or be low in sliminess <laughs> in this issue. So let's find out, Jason. Silver Star or Silver Snake?
2: Man, there are a lot to choose from. I there mean, it, it, a lot of people had their moments. Kamakura smashing old boy's face into the armor plating. <laughs> Very cool. I even like the Dreadnought guy, the one that survived, that was the one that figured out that, right, hey, sure. somebody messed with your head toy here.
1: <laughs> but, uh, like, that guy was like, i like how they they just have like it's him and then two other nobodies and they get they get the <laughs> they get the daggers and they the get the daggers
2: yeah <laughs> so poor yeah two red shirts at the end of the day though i'm gonna go with the man cobra commander you don't get much more cold blooded than shooting your son in cold blood <laughs> like that was, <laughs> that was yeah Uh, That silver snake worthy all day long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've got to give it to Cobra Commander. That's my pick. Jared. Uh, Before
0: I give my pick, I can't believe I forgot to bring this up during story discussion, but Pat, I think Jason was even here for that episode when the big mystery was who told Snake Eyes that there was going to be an attempt on Hawk's life. Oh, yeah. And that was like a big mystery. Like, who's the inside man? And it was Storm Shadow himself who had broken containment Uh, just long enough to Tell him. He got in there It's yeah. so basically to stop him. And that was amazing. Like, oh yeah, that thread came together. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. Yep. So I can't believe I forgot to mention that during the story. But anyway, my silver you know, I'm gonna be on original silver snake goes to Cobra Commander. You know how I do Pat when I finish the issue, what's the last thing on my mind? Who mm-hmm. had the biggest moment on my mind? Cobra Commander. Plunking oh, yeah. around right through Billy. That's just crazy. Crazy didn't see it coming. So Cobra Commander, Silver Snake all day. For Sneaky snake a Pat, what do you think? You know, I would agree with you
1: guys on Cobra Commander. I will, but let me just throw something else out there, different. That way we're all not on the same page. I am going to say Snake Eyes for Silver Star in this one, for being ready to go out to get his friend, his buddy, his his brother. He's got a freaking helicopter in his... He's got a great <laughs> helicopter in his backyard. I want one of those, man. Yeah. The guy's always prepared. He, he's ready
0: to go. And if he doesn't, if he's not ready to go and doesn't have everything,
1: he's still got himself.
0: He's got himself. He's got two awesome apprentices, in Billy and mm-hmm. Kamakura. He had a very gorgeous woman in his life. Yeah. He's got a sweet cabin. He's got a wolf with pups. Call me a- Scarlet. Call me. <laughs> and, and he's got he's got a sweet outfit and, and a helicopter. <laughs> So no, that's legit, man.
1: Yeah, he's just a cool guy all around. So I'm giving that to him. Just to, He didn't even say, he just left her. He's like, okay, make sure you lock up before you leave or otherwise be here when I get back. All right, with our, our awards handed out, it's now time to give it back to Jarrett for his segment of Death Probe's Toy Chest. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection, each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro.
0: All right, Pat, in this segment, I'm going to take something or someone featured in this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. For this issue, I've selected Billy. Billy Arbok. Did you know his last name was Arbok? Because I didn't until I did the research on the toy. I thought it was Barackle.
2: Hey, that's Cobra backwards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) His name is Billy Arbok. His file name is William Kessler, but that's an alias. It's Howie, I mean, if your name was Billy Arbuck, you'd probably go by Kessler as well. He doesn't necessarily have a military grade and his birthplace is Springfield, Illinois. His primary specialty is a ninja apprentice. His secondary specialty is covert ops. Here's a description of his figure. Of course, he's wearing an eye patch. He has a black t shirt, green pants, brown boots, and brown gloves. The accessories he comes with is some web gear, a sword, a submachine gun, a grappling hook, and a stand. And here's your figure history. He was first released in series 32 in 2016. And Billy, yeah, right? I know. It was a while before a Billy figure came out. <laughs> 2016. And get this. He was only available through the GI Joe Collectors Club. He came shipped with the Interrogator version 5. As of this recording, this is the only version of a Billy figure. And without his prominent appearances in the Devil's Due comic, this version might not even exist. He's very much based off of his look in the Devil's Do comics in that series 32 figure. Billy Arbco was created using the torso, waist, and legs of Snake Eyes, version 43 from 2009. The right arm and lower left arm of Law and Order from the 2011 version. And the upper left arm of Flint from 2013's version. So basically, they grabbed a lot of other pieces apart, sculpted a brand new head, put a new head on it, gave it a paint job, and you got... Billy Arpco, the one, the only Billy Arpco available in 2016. Interesting. Very interesting. I can't boy. I can't believe it took that long for a yeah. Billy Figure.
1: <laughs> Thirty two ver- Forty three version the of
0: the Snake Eyes? Yeah. Snake Eyes has like, I want to say seventy versions now. And wow. that, that's not even hyperbole. I think it's over seventy. That's and really- one bill- Billy, figure. Billy You would have yeah. thought they would have made Young Billy from his first appearance And uh-huh. then like Eye Patch Billy from
2: this series Nope How many Quinns did they make?
0: Two maybe? Off the top of my head
2: it's either one or two Quinn was another one who didn't get a figure until way late I only ask because You know Weasel Skull is named after the Mighty the Quinns I would think
1: two I think there's one in his Eskimo And I think there's one in
2: his That Hawaiian
0: shirt he was wearing Hawaiian shirt yeah
2: that's what I would guess. I, I would make at least two. Hawaiian shirt, Quinn, and Eskimo Quinn.
0: Winner, winner, chicken dinner. They do have Eskimo Quinn, and they do have, he's not Hawaiian shirt, but he's got like the khaki shorts, and he's got sort of a tan, you know, he, he's oh, laid yeah, back. he had the, the shorts, uh, yeah. And the first Quinn figure didn't even come available until 2004. Huh. So, yeah, only two versions of Quinn. That's like. 20 plus years later (laughs) (laughs) yeah some of these just blow my mind at how long it took to get a figure like billy and quinn like wow i mean we were asking for quinn figures when we were kids yeah like october guard too yeah it took them forever to make october guard figures Mm -hmm. yeah it's just one of those things but yeah there you have it there's your uh toy history on the one and only Billy figure. And, Pat, I know what your next question is going to be. And, actually, no, I don't believe I own a Billy. Like I said, no? I, oh. The Collector's Club thing was something I never knew existed. If I'd known, I probably would have been in it getting the figures, but I didn't know. I just didn't know, Pat. I didn't know.
1: You didn't see any at uh, the Toy Con you were recently I, you know, I didn't.
0: Had? At that point, which was only a few weeks ago, I didn't even know there was a Billy figure. Oh. Because it's well, only know. available for, via Collector's Club. So when I started doing the research for this issue i thought you know who should i feature and i think i thought well i think i've probably done snake eyes i couldn't remember i know i've done storm shadow so i thought you know what billy shows up and he's pretty prominent let's did they make a billy figure and that's where this whole thing launched from and just the one just mm-hmm. the one now you're on a mission gotta get a billy yeah i'll probably snag a billy at the next toy show i'm at next
1: up is our feedback segment called combat comms
2: Call i Joe. go get breaker he can do
1: as always, we'll start off combat comms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusader Club veterans. These are the fine folks who joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy early access to special box Crusade video episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show.
0: Alka Wolf, Dojo, Auburn, Elvis, Bill Bear, Blast It, or Stash, Braxton Underwood, Clinton Robinson, Dave Collins, Code Name Battlewagon,
2: Battlewagon, Gerald Green, Greg Van Leuven Jeremy L. Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, I can't do it like you can. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's Jim, hard. Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. <laughs> I hope you like Jim Jarman two. There we go. Jim Jarman.
0: Next up is Joe Thomas, and then we have Doctor John Watson.
2: We have John and Maggie, and I'm counting that as two. Jose Pollo. Principal Josh Strickland, Slackers, Kathy Bright, Monstrous
0: Mark Hathaway, Maxwell Traver. Michael Wagner Miranda W P.D. Devins Paul Hitz Rick from Jeff and Rick Prison Rob Morgan
2: Ross Michaud
0: Ryan Daly Samantha Maney
2: Sean Urbanski Steve
0: Cronin Tim Price Toronto
2: Cop
1: and Brad Morin If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. If you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So, you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club
2: member? <clears throat> don't ask that. Don't. Oh, just, sorry. let skip past, skip past that. <laughs> I wonder, how do I become a Crusaders Club member?
1: Well, Jason, let me tell you, if you're not a Bravo Team leader, Uh then you can go ahead and go on over to Patreon.com for as little as $1 a month, search Longbox Crusade, and sign up to be a Crusaders Club member. But because of your status
0: of Bravo Team leader... It's free for me? I can just... No, we'll have to wait. You know what? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's go with yes on that. Okay.
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Bravo team leader.
1: <laughs> it has its perks and then some. But anyway, make sure you come and check it out. Now let's see what messages our platoon of loyal listeners have waiting for us on Breaker's Comsat. Communications officer, code name Breaker. So this feedback is from two episodes ago. Where we featured issue number 18, the cabal number two, with special guest Paul Hicks. Baron beer von Beerberg or whatever you want. To be <laughs> Baron von Beardhead. Beardhead. Oh, I say I I'm I got it all mixed up, but I still love you, Paul.
0: All right, I'll grab this one. I'll take one from friend of the show and former special guest, G.I. Gary. And he said, I'm shipping Orsted with his cul-de-sac Viper. Considering using my economic stimulus to commission a sketch. <laughs> and now that's a bit, for those of you who might have missed it, Pat and I came up with Destro's twin brother, Orst. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fanny pack. And he's like laid back. He wears a track suit and a fanny pack, all natural supplements, eats veggie burgers, and he hangs out with cul-de-sac oh, Viper, man. who just, they just hang out on the weekends yeah. and they're hey, really bro. chill. Yeah. Low-key okay. Destro.
1: Yeah. Bro, I can't believe my brother. He's all like.
0: So he's like selling
1: arms. And yeah, he's like, You got to make the money. You got to do this and you got to do that. It's all about turning that dollar. It's all about the Benjamins. And I'm like, Whoa, bro. <laughs> Relax, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> Chillax.
0: <laughs> Chillax, yeah. Mr. Metal.
2: Call money can't Viper. buy your time, dude.
0: <laughs> Colsack like Viper's like, Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's get some more veggie burgers. Yeah. <laughs> I got some uh, Skittles right here in my belt buckle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> old jokes.
0: Oops, I get that. <laughs> all right, let's stop and let Jason pick a comment.
2: I'm going to go all the way down here to Kathy Bright. She says, I give this podcast a, and I it took me a moment, but it's a picture of Brad Pitt, but I think it's from the movie Seven. So yes. I think she's saying she's giving this a seven.
0: Yes, that was another ongoing bit in that episode. I think it was Paul was giving everything sevens. And oh, wanted sure. everybody to give everything sevens. So yes, I think she's playing along with the sevens bit. Well played, Kathy. Well played. She's a clever user of the gifts that Kathy Bright. Hmm. I gotta better. I got to watch those now more frequently than keep your eye. She's a bright that, one. On that, wait, you got there before I could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to take one from Ryan Daly, a former guest as well, too, and he says, "Love reading Hicks calling it like it is on this episode." In fact. Love any guest who can generally fluster yard sale artist. You shut your mouth. Also love the talk about Baroness. The original action figure did capture the sexy librarian look astonishingly well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Just a couple of quick hitters before we go. Unpacking the Power Power Pack says, you are correct. Rick spelled backwards is Jeff. <laughs> and Do Rick it. Inside Out is gross. And I believe I'd be remiss if I didn't include our longtime fans
2: glhg jason you want to read glhgs sure he says another mission completed great episode guys thumbs up emoji and i thought at reading hicks was beard lord uh kind of confused face emoji oh well shrugging emoji and you all get a trophy for engraving in me that mental image of destro's (laughs) brother and his fanny pack it's full and, of all
0: natural supplements. Oh
2: boy, now we're gonna start that again. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> remember instead of wrist rockets, he had all natural oils that he could press, yep. and it <laughs> was like this oil will soothe dude, that rash, bro.
1: Dude, the sun's out, man. You're gonna need some of this SPF 660 here. Psst.
0: <sighs> all right, don't worry, buddy. I'll, I'll rub that on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's the perfect segue. That's going to break us to mission-complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles. The Devils do years. You want to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and so much more. Check out the entirety of the Longbox Crusade Network. DJ Cristados, where can they find that?
1: Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers or at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Lombox Crusade. Back to you, Jared.
0: And if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at right
1: back to you, Pat. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Where can they find you, Jared?
0: They can find me at Yard Sale Artists. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and possibly at their local Panda Express. Jason?
2: You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Panda hey, Express
2: Hey man! oh definitely Panda Express
1: <laughs> hey man it's me Astrid you, you wanna go I just got some Panda Express gift cards from the bro
0: <laughs> man Astrid ain't eating that man it's not healthy enough for him oh I love the orange chicken <laughs> oh, yeah, and the mixed veggies you can't go wrong you with that
1: <laughs> thank you Astrid <laughs> I'll tell you what man I'll let you have my fortune cookie too <laughs>
0: The best. I think I'm
1: you need some fortune. You need some you're good fortune. you the best.
0: Orsted is it Orsted or I can't get it right. Anyways, you just call me O. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to interact with, <sighs> I got it. Here we go. If you want to interact with us with live chat, be entered to win some free stuff on our raffles. Join us for the next episode of Doing It Live Stream. They're on YouTube, second Sunday of every month, and we start at three thirty p.m. Central Time. You can sign up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get reminder notifications when we go live. We recently broke 100 subscribers. Thank you all. Help us get to 200. We'd appreciate it. And with that, thank you for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Due Years. We will see you on the battlefield next episode where we will cover issue 21, Closure, part two of two. Will Jason be here? Will he not be here? Who knows? Somebody will be here. I'll be here. Until then, platoon, well, fall out. Yo, Yo Joe. Joe. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N 99. You will not regret it.
1: Hey man, I got some fresh produce here. It's all <laughs> natural, organic.
0: Oh, you should really you know? try some of this guava, man. It's yeah. to die for. It's awesome. I got these avocados. In <laughs> Cul-de-sac Viper, man. Bring over that bag of avocados. <laughs> oh, like two bottles of spring water. <laughs> Not the ones in the plastic containers. Get the ones in the biodegradable uh, paper container. The box yeah. Ones. Yeah.
2: Those are the ones.
0: Yeah. I made my own pulp so I can... <laughs>
1: put this together, make my own, uh, you know, paper cup, mm-hmm. you know, just like you dance. when you used to go to the dentist and uh, mm-hmm. you get that little paper
0: cone cup and you can drink the water. <laughs> Orstead, man, he's, he's laid back, chill kind of guy. That's right, bro. <laughs> Sounds good, Jared. I think you, you have muted yourself. Oh, okay. Thank you for useful input, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I said you mute. No, you didn't. Good. You not good, <laughs> you, you know what? I'm trying to do a show here, and all you're just like bits and bits and bits. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's my line. Bits and bits and bits, bits, of bits, bits and bits. Of bits. It's all At- ah, bits. We got outtakes now. All right. Here we go.